We are recording and we are live streaming on Facebook. So we are, we are good to go. We've got a few people here in the Zoom. I know there's a few other people that are coming, um, but they'll either, they'll either jump on the Zoom or they'll catch the, the Facebook Live. So that being said, I'm super pumped to talk about <laughs> Where's my husband? I'm super pumped today to have the most amazing and lovely, brilliant person and brain, Miss Joy, on my live stream today, um, which sparked, we came to the conclusion of this conversation last week when I was having a ranch video about my, my love for carbs and my hate on keto. <clears throat> Sorry. That, you can do keto if you want to, but anyways, that being said, um, we chatted and I, we just, I thought it would be really important and valuable and entertaining as fuck for us to drop F-bombs about carbs and keto and really get in and talk to the science behind keto. And so why I say science and who is Joy and how is she science? So join the long list of titles. Please do me the welcome because I will not be able to introduce you properly with all of the education and awesomeness that is you. Tell the world who is Joy. <laughs> Um, I am an ICF certified uh, executive coach, and I help um, business women achieve their greatness. And um, we do that through a variety of platforms. We can either do a project-based or we can do a life-based. Um, a lot of women running in a lot of different directions. Not to say that men don't. Um, I, I feel that women bear the responsibility and men help, mm -hmm. um, but they're in that very statement is that they're helping. It's our initial responsibility. And it is like, whether it's gender identification, which I have all kinds of thoughts on, um, or whether I'm gender stereotyping, women primarily take on that responsibility, men help, but the responsibility is still born. And how do we bear the responsibility of seemingly all the things um, that fall within our orbit? And, and then be powerful, successful, successful executives and walking into the boardroom having it all under control while we've got baby vomit down the back of our sleeve <laughs> and also you know stop eating the goldfish off the floor and keep our nutrition tight and our workouts tight and the ghosts behind me i apologize i've told them i keep having seances and they keep coming no i'm just kidding <laughs> Also, so I'm a ICF certified uh, coach, business coach, executive coach, and then I'm also a live cell microscopist. So that <laughs> that one, um, a cellular nutritionalist. So I look at the cells and what they are absorbing and what they're not absorbing, and and maybe some of the even better if statements because I do believe that food is your medicine, um, and we should use food and and the the amazing source of fresh water that Canada has mm -hmm. um, before turning to our pharmaceutical industry. Oh. Um, I do believe that they work in synergy with one another. I do not discredit any doctors. I've had the privilege of working with many doctors um, with the Cross Cancer, with the U of A, um, under cancer studies, heart disease studies, all kinds of things. And I think that they are hand-in-hand -hand medicine. And, and I think for one to discredit the other is, is a huge disservice. I would never recommend going off diabetic medication, nor would I recommend not taking chemotherapy and radiation. But I am going to say, let's boost you up with some vitamins and minerals and look at your food. 
um, yeah, to have you to the best. Well, and you and I have always resonated really strongly with that, that, you know, the, the cohesiveness, like you said, you know, like if I'm in, if I'm in a, a critical car accident and I need, you know, open heart surgery or something to save my life, like I want Western medicine doctor, you know, but right. right. You know, but you know, am I gonna, is my recovery going to be a lot on me? Yes. How I'm recovering. Am I taking time? Am I meditating? Am I manifesting? Am I eating well? You know, all of those things are holistically approached. So we definitely believe in the synergy, um, which is why I love doing all the training things with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and for those that are watching, you know, whether you're a part of the Zoom conversation today or on the Facebook Live, feel free to drop any comments below. Um, particularly, I wanted to talk about the science on a cellular level with two topics, carbs and keto. And so, the, I guess, you know, what and where and where do we even begin? Um, you know, you and I both very much believe strongly in a holistic approach, having a balanced plate, you know, eating as many whole foods as, you know, we like to call optimal. I won't say there's good and there's bad, um, but to, you know, for what are for optimal foods and having, you know, things that you love, you know, every once in a while. And so why I want to have a conversation of this is that there is a huge, profound, strong um, belief and almost stereotype when it comes to weight loss, cut your carbs. And there's lots of science and there's lots of studies. Like you, you can do intermittent fasting, you can do keto, you can do flexible eating. You can, there's lots of different methods to balance energy, you know, and, cal and calories or energy, which, you know, we know in the health space. But I would love to talk about the science from a cellular level and the processes of carbs and keto. Because I think that if the, a lot of people that don't know or are, they don't know that they can get attainable results, you don't have to cut out carbs. Um, and what happens in your body when you're on keto? And I'm not gonna, and I'm not saying that keto is bad. If you wanna do keto and it works for you, great. Everybody that knows me and coaches with me knows that I'm, keto is a no for me, hard fucking pass. So, but great for you. <laughs> So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. You, you do you. I'm team carbs. So I guess to start off, let's, let's talk carbs, the different kinds of carbs and how they are absorbed and how they are distributed throughout the body. I think that point is very specific in whether or not you're doing, and I don't mean to differentiate between clean and dirty eating. But I know that there can be, and I, I'm going to use that term just for simplicity purposes, because you can have a clean and dirty veganism. Yes. Oreos are vegan. Potato chips are vegan. Popcorn is vegan. I hate so <laughs> <of> being vegan. <laughs> okay, so, and then likewise, on clean versus dirty keto, you have on the dirty keto, I've got my salamis, my pro processed meats, all of the highly processed um, cheeses, things like that. Um, I can actually get keto crackers and all kinds of stuff that have ingredients that I cannot pronounce, but they're not carbs. Um, and so I do a lower carb approach just because I know that I feel better and that's how I metabolize things. I know from a science perspective, when you look at any individual, first of all, if you take them from a dirty lifestyle and put them onto a clean lifestyle, you're going to see results regardless. It doesn't matter what plan you're using because you're looking at whole foods. 
So when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about clean veganism and I'm talking about clean So on clean keto, you are managing your net carbs, which means you can have a lot of fuck kale. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because... Because the fiber content is so large, but you are required to get a certain amount of carbohydrates and that's so your 25 grams of net carbs actually yields you nine cups of vegetables. When you give someone nine cups of vegetables and some meat and some fats, you're going to see results. And part of the thing that happens within ketosis, um, first of all, All of those carbohydrates, so if you get a very simple carb and we move back to a dirty lifestyle, that simple carb is available to your body from three to 30 minutes, which means if you're not burning that, it's stored. So as soon as you cut those simple carbs, what happens is the muscle bellies are what holds that sugar, that glycogen that the carbohydrates are transitioned into. So you're going to see a deflation in muscle. You're going to see a reduction in strength. So because the muscles are getting smaller. So you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel fatigued. And the body is going to transition to using proteins and fats, which is marketed as a cleaner burn. And, and I would say yes, if we're talking clean. My language is optimal and less optimal. Yes. (laughs) Like optimal, great whole foods, less optimal processed stuff that sometimes has ingredients. We don't know what they are, but they taste really good. Right. So if I'm getting my fats from avocados versus a less optimal choice like hydrogenated canola oil, that's going to give me a very different burn. But a fat, if I'm saying fat is a fat and my body's going to metabolize it very differently so because it knows what to do with this whole food product it doesn't know what to do with this now when you take someone and put them in ketosis for long periods of time it is a yogurt um there is a huge stress on the kidneys because the body is processing more protein But if you are doing optimal keto, your protein levels actually aren't that high. This is not a meatitarian. You're actually on a war diet. (laughs) So so it's, I'm not talking about carnivore diet. I'm not, I'm not talking about any of that. And even when you look at the carnivore diet, their fats are much larger than their proteins. So when we are going optimal keto, we're actually talking about really healthy, excessive fats. Like you're looking at over 900 calories coming from fats. So then you've got your proteins on top of it, maybe sitting around four or 500. And then you've got your fibrous carbs that the calories are large on your fibrous carbs, but your net macros, your, your fiber, <laughs> fiber versus starch carbs easily yeah. assimilated that's going to take longer than three hours for your body to break down that energy source. So that's the sustainable, optimal keto. You're not eating out. You're not, I mean, there's no salad dressings. There's no spices on your things because you cannot know what is in those foods. You don't know if there's sugar in the spice. And I can tell you anything, any of the clubhouse things that you're buying off the rack, 
definitely sugar on there. So that right away will throw you out of ketosis, but staying in ketosis, then the proteins that the kidneys are not able to digest get spit back into the bloodstream. That causes inflammation, that causes joint pain, that causes um, just that fatigue and lethargy that happens and that kind of, that achy kind of thing. So that's being thrown back in. But then if you take someone that maybe has a high functioning kidney and, and they're fine, that ketosis is gonna be fine with them for however long, as long as they can process their fats. You take somebody that has liver issues, gallbladder issues, has had any alcoholism in their past, and you put them on ketosis, they cannot handle the fats on that diet. So then you're looking at things like gout. Mm -hmm. They cannot process the proteins. Sorry, that's with the kidneys. With the liver, we're looking at gallbladder attacks. We're looking at just that pain that happens and that indigestion and some of that heartburn and like just just not feeling because your body then spits out what it cannot use. So the organs are spitting back into the bloodstream and you have to know that by the time those nutrients reach the bloodstream, they've been filtered out by the intestines, they've been sent to the organs for processing, everything is good, it's a finely well-oiled machine. And then this part of the machine says, fuck you, and throws it back into the bloodstream. And now your white blood cells going around trying to break down cholesterol crystals, ketosis, like uric acid crystals, gallbladder, like undigested fats are floating around in your bloodstream, then therefore compromising your immune system. Mm -hmm. And if we're eating foods that we have a hard time digesting, so Anything heated over 114 degrees Fahrenheit loses its enzymatic quality. So that ability for the food to break itself down goes away. So then your body calls on metabolic enzymes to break that down. Um, those metabolic enzymes are like a bank that you're born with. It's your inheritance. And if you're using it to, say, buy a coffee a day versus a million-dollar house, because those metabolic enzymes help you in times of disease, like cancer, Alzheimer's, all those things, that's going to help you during that time. If you're using it to break down your food, why? You're wasting your inheritance and you will be sicker with dis-ease in the end and, and eventually perish from that, which is caused by digestion and, and the breakdown of that. So don't get me started on the enzymes and the digestion. The digestion, we can, we get, oh my God, like yeah. brain into a whole other realm. Yeah. Like I, which we will for sure convene again. Yes. But, you know, I guess, you know, my, my question, you know, my thoughts and, you know, in, in terms of really wanting to educate people um, is that carbs, obviously there's refined carbs, there's processed carbs, there's whole grain carbs, fruits and vegetables are carbs. We forget fruits and vegetables are carbs. We think carbs and we immediately go, I can't have bread. I can't have rice. I can't have pasta. No, it's bad for me. Um, you know, and our bodies, prefers carbs to, to convert into glucose, to convert, to convert into, ener into energy source. Now, that being said, you can do low carb and lots of people feel great. You know, myself for, for having Crohn's in my early days, I felt better. I know you said that you do low carb yourself, you just feel better. And so, you know, it's important to take that, that factor into play. And so many times I come across people who are doing keto and 
they're like, yeah, I'm losing weight. You know, a lot of them are losing water weight. They're not, yes. they're not changing their habits. They're cutting out all the foods that they love. It's, it's hard to go out to restaurants and to occasions and be able to stay into ketosis. Um, you need to do more than pee on a strip to make sure that you're in ketosis. And so there's, you know, there's all this hype and there's all of this. And as you've just explained, you know, there's all these chemical processes and bodily processes and organ and organ processes that are under stress trying to, you know, that are running in this new pathway to convert energy, which it can, it will do. Our body's amazing at figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. It'll, it'll yeah. figure shit out. We know that. Um, but again, you know, carbs are not our enemy. They, they're no. not our enemy and they do provide you know, an amazing fuel source and energy source, not to mention they most of them are tasty as fuck. So, and you know, it's again, in moderation, right? You know, and we've talked many times, I'm like, don't eat like an asshole. Eat 80% of the time, you know, whole optimal foods, right? Quote unquote, healthy, clean, whatever, you know, that looks like for you. And I know from working with you myself previously, um, doing cellular analysis, I'm like, I don't know if this is the right. <laughs> yes, that is the word that that's the right sign language. This one. Okay. <laughs> but there is healthy food, you know, and again, language really matters. And I, I'm huge on the language of good food, bad food, healthy, not healthy, because spinach makes me violently ill, you know? And again, so like what you're eating, what it's made out of, how it digests into your body and how it makes you feel is hugely important and really matters. And so um, again, from a chemical process, carbs why can we can we please talk about not being afraid of carbs anymore <laughs> <laughs> complex carbohydrates being broken down um through that like 30 minute to three hour time frame absolutely fantastic and optimal for the body the carbohydrates that are available within like three to 30 minutes probably less optimal unless you're going into a workout, unless you're going to run after your child at the pool, unless you're going into a high energy situation where you're going to use those right away. Yeah. And to sit down and, and I mean, we're not even talking about any of the stress hormones and the obsession that comes from not being allowed to have something, right? Because we all want what we cannot have and that spikes my stress. So when you tell me that I cannot ever have chips, I says, pardon? <laughs> I'm gonna have chips every day of the week, every night, I'm gonna have my amount of chips. I am going to actually compromise my choices and not have a starch with dinner because I want those starch more. And I know that my body will metabolize those carbohydrates. But I'm watching and I'm making choices that I know are optimal for me and they're not spiking my stress levels, which is my hormones, which is the inulin, the ghrelin. So that actually controls your hunger. So when you tell me that I cannot have something and I get stressed out about it, I actually get more hungry for the thing that I'm stressed out about, which makes me more stressed out. And we're on this repeating cyclical cycle. And lots of times I notice when I say, you know what, today's the day. I need a day off. I need to not worry about what I'm doing. I'm at the beach. I love hot dogs with sauerkraut. Um, it's got, <laughs> yeah, 
so I need to be able to have one of those and enjoy it and not think about like what the caloric or what the nutritional value is. And it's so funny that afterwards, like after that whole day of like, yeah, I've had chips, I've eaten cheesies, I've had a hot dog, I had a pop, God forbid, I had carbonation and sugar and water in a can and it was delicious. And I didn't, I didn't choose my Zevia. I didn't choose my low carb alternative. But after I have that cheat day, I step on the scale and I've actually lost weight. Yeah. Because I've reduced my stress levels. So when we come from a place of deprivation, and I think this is part of the mindset of food is fuel. And we are not depriving. We are actually provided abundance in this, in this country. And we have enough. And I can have all of these things. This is just the caloric value of it. I have the knowledge of how my body's going to break this down. And I think once you give someone the knowledge, first of all, it makes them personally responsible for their choices. You can't unknow this shit. So once you, <laughs> once you know it, then you sit down after your big olive garden meal and you're like oh that's why I feel like (laughs) 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 you know and and we felt I find that the carbohydrates are easier for the body to break down Mm -hmm. very much so the fiber in them is helping your digestion it's helping your digestive tract um the proteins the higher protein diet the body works harder to break down proteins, which is why they are weight loss foods. Yeah. Higher thermic effect of food. Yes. And so, and too, like there are other um, medical benefits. So we've got um, people with epilepsy, any kind of neurotransmitter disorder, any kind of bipolar, um, depression, anxiety, those kinds of things. First of all, we want to salve the body. We want to be able to take it into a state of rest. So am I going to give it high protein lean chicken? Probably not. I'm going to give it some high, (laughs) that's like, we're going to go high fat. We're going to go high fiber. We're going to, you know, work on that. And then we're going to introduce and like those high fats connect the neurotransmitters in the brain. You can be doing that high fat on vegan and on keto. So, but if you're going dirty fats, dirty, sorry for the less optimal fats. Yep. And, and your body's metabolizing smoked cured meats. Your body is metabolizing like all, yeah, all the process and the fillers and everything that goes into that. That's not going to feed the neurotransmitters in the brain. So they have done long-term studies as to like increasing the fats, how it feeds the brain, makes you smarter. Epileptic children have been cured. We're not allowed to use that. I want it. Yeah, hugely responsive. Yes. Yes, they have been hugely responsive to that treatment, and you can do that using higher fats and higher carbohydrates. So when I go into my workouts in the morning and I do my fasted cardio, or I do because I like how I feel, and that that, you know that's really important. Like how you feel, you're happy. Um, you know, and a state of happiness. You know, we like we say, happiness is an inside job. It literally is an inside job. 
and an if you are enjoying what you're doing, you're enjoying what you're eating, you're not restriction, you know, because I, every single one of my clients are not restricted. They have the freedom to eat what they want. They're managing their total intake. Not all of them are counting calories. People are, uh, some of them are not even working out. They're not even an exercise plan, but they're being more mindfully aware of how food makes them feel and the, the story and their response to food. And again, you know, we've talked about this before of the history of food of, you know, protein is bad. Okay. Now fat, <laughs> fat. Okay. No, wait, low fat. Everything filler is better for you. No, no, no. Carbs are the devil. Oh wait, high fat again. No, no, no. Cause fat makes you fat. You know, like it's, 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 there's so much confusion around food. And so if we can simplify it, you know, and again, you know, go back to that mindset of what really matters. What can you do that makes you happy? What are you going to be sustainable at? Because the less stressed out you are about your diet, the less actual stress and stress hormones that your body is processing. And so, you know, again, and we're talking in terms of, of sustainability, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are on keto and are unhappy are really are having a really hard time sticking to it are stressed out they don't feel good but they're super pumped that they're losing weight and they don't know any other way and so you know it's i would love for people to understand you know and if we're talking from a weight loss perspective and standard because the body will run in ketosis the body will run in carbs it'll it'll do it like I said, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful fine oiled machine. It'll figure out how to live and survive and function and transport minerals and nutrients. We know that. But from a weight loss perspective, um, you know, total energy again matters. Stress matters. Sleep matters. You know, and again, stress, internal stress, mental stress around panicking your food. Am I in keto? Am I not in keto? Is this enough? Is this not enough? You know, do I need to balance? It's obsession. You know, it is obsessing. You know, it can be really hard to adhere to. And so from a weight loss perspective, because you and I have both coached people, numerous people through weight loss, does it have to be keto? No. And in <laughs> fact, on Thank keto- Thank you! For those no. you repeat, rewind. You can lose weight, <laughs> not on keto. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. So when we diet down for show and for stage, there is always, always a starch carb, a fibrous carb, and a simple sugar. Always. So those are all three carbs. Then I have proteins and fats. Yeah. So I get over half of my calories from carbs when we're dieting down for show. So you want lean results, you want 24 pounds in 12 weeks, tell you what, here you go. Tell you what, it's not sustainable. So because, and then your body's working really hard to digest the clean proteins, the, the optimal protein. I don't even think they're optimal proteins. Um, and, and it puts the body in a state of stress, which is going to also strike your adrenals. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're looking at adrenal fatigue. You're looking um, at compromised white blood cells. And so I don't produce white blood cells that um, fight infection. So I take blood three times a week when, once they diagnose me, but after doing my shows, I came off and I was referred to the specialist and he said, so tell me a little bit about this. And, and I said, well, this is what I did. And he says, okay, so you don't produce these cells, which are made in your marrow, which actually respond to the higher protein. They're created when you eat protein. So that's why I'm higher protein, lower carb is because of my immunoglobin deficiency. 
different. So I don't produce those white blood cells. So then my body goes crazy trying to produce other white blood cells that fight viruses and things like COVID. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> so I fight viruses very well. I don't fight infections. So then my body goes off the charts over here and I get super fatigued because my body's fighting and I didn't even know it was fighting. Then I stressed it out by trying to, you know, digest my proteins because I'm taking, and it works really hard to do that. And then I'm overly tired and I'm obsessing. Like it's this whole, every, it's this cog that everything touches. And to take somebody that has been doing keto Honestly, there will be a point on keto that your body goes into survival mode because it is stressing you out. Yeah. It is stressing. From a cellular yeah. level, had you had somebody come in who does, let's say, flexible eating, balanced plate, you know, eats well most of the time um, versus somebody who comes in and has been on keto for three months cellularly that's i don't know why i can't say that word and it came out so weird <laughs> from a cellular level yeah what is predominantly different what do you see and what is something that you would be concerned at looking at the microscope so when i see someone that is in ketosis stress i'm going to see yellow crystals that the kidneys are spitting back out so then the white cells are working to digest like to break those down so that they can be absorbed into the system stressing out the immune system, making you more susceptible to COVID. Um, <laughs> um, then I'm also going to see, because the stress hormones, then what they do is they cause the red cells to be very sticky. So they actually start sticking together and stacking on top of one another. And they are called, that's a symptom called rouleau. So then what happens is the heart is then responsible to pump this sludge instead of free flowing water mm -hmm. because everything is all stacked up then you look at proteins and how hard the body works to break down proteins the cells naturally get really sticky um, and they'll do like a protein linkage where they look like teardrops and you have the protein linkage that's an indication that the body is struggling to break down proteins so we always do these tests fasted so that I can see what's left in your system. Um, I'm going to close the door because somebody just started a lawnmower. <laughs> One moment, please. <laughs> Any questions, feel free to uh, comment in the chat box <laughs> live or down into the Facebook live comments as well. Sorry, continue. No. So I'm seeing ketosis. I'm seeing kidneys. I'm seeing cellular stress. I am seeing all of a sudden stress on the heart. Then I'm seeing a compromised immune system because now kind of like your laundry all glumps together and you have to pull it apart in order to fold it, your white cells have to go in and pull apart your red cells and your liver has to, sorry, it's functioned in the liver. Your liver has to, when it gets the red cells in for cleaning and duplication, because you have all new red blood cells in 120 days, um, it <laughs> when the liver goes to do that, it has to pull apart that laundry in order to do it. So now you've got liver stress on top of it. And if you're talking about it from a weight loss stance, so that's what's happening inside. Then from a weight loss stance, you're going to lose, lose, lose. You've lost muscle definition. You're actually deflated. And so then you're, you hit this plateau 
And then you're so afraid of carbohydrates that you're not going to do what you need to do in order to have that full muscle belly again, which is, and your muscle is what's going to burn fat long-term anyway, and you've just deflated it. You've, you've taken all the stuff out of the gas tank, and then you expect your body to get up and look good for you. Well, it's going to be a giant fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hard time. Hard time. Yeah. Feed me some food. Uh, we had a question. Um, what is the quote unquote best or most optimal carbs to eat would be? And I think that's subjective again in terms of meal timing of when, right? Um, you know, and again, this is something that has been brought up before about eating right before you go to bed. Um, you know, how much to eat right before to go to bed. We've briefly touched on eating carbs before workout. You know, if you're, you know, marathon runners quite often the day before are carb loading, you know, particularly for that uh, reason. And again, you know, I in my opinion, you know, I would say the best carbs are always going to be whole grains, right? You know, like whole real foods. Um, and also knowing that fruits and vegetables are carbs, they have carbs in them. So, um, you know, that's my opinion. I'd love to hear your opinion and why. I love fruits and vegetables. I love anything that has one ingredient. And whether you call that optimal or clean food, that's what I like. I love whole grains, um, black beans and rice and salsa is, and taco spice is like my favorite, favorite snack. It's all I eat while I'm in Mexico on vacation, if you can travel. Um, and, <laughs> and it just, it's such a treat and I don't feel bloated, but the thing about, um, like I'll have carbs before a workout. If I have a quarter cup of oatmeal, I'm great. If I have one cup of oatmeal, I'm actually hit that glycogen wall <laughs> and I'm asleep. Yeah. So it's being really in tune with how this makes me feel and the volume that I feel good at. So where I can still do, because we all know we're not moving after a big turkey dinner. And, and so what can I take in that I'm still able to like get up off the couch and have motivation? So I like, um, I love the whole grains. I love brown rice. Is my, like oh. the, the amount of people that are missing fiber out of their diet. And, you know, when we start introducing, you know, Kate, eat more fruits and vegetables. Like, you know, I, I always am mindful of approach. Okay. What can you add? you know, like, let's not take away this and eliminate that and restrict that. Let's add, let's add more fruits and vegetables. Let's add more whole grains, you know, like the whole grain pasta and rice and quinoa and, you know, whole grain, 12 grain bread. And like, yes, you can have bread. Like, you know, again, you're not eating a loaf of bread a day. So. Oh my gosh. If you have that like multi-grain seeded squirrely bread with some coconut oil. <gasps> oh yeah. 100%. But that's it. You know, and again, the fiber content in it, is wonders for your body and I, the amount of people that I would be willing to bet that are fiber deficient you know we worry about being too low protein and you know like we're not eating enough vegetables you know we're not eating enough vegetables and we're not getting enough fiber and fiber is so so key and huge to, di to digestion and gut health and you know we could again we'll have another conversation about microbiome and gut health because we could science the crap out of that and I know firsthand you know having having digestion issues as it is but um yeah, you know, don't underestimate whole grains and you know, you don't need to be afraid of them. You know, any food in excess is going to cause weight gain. You can get fat eating lots of fruits and vegetables. I'm willing to bet it's really hard 
to eat two, 3,000 calories in fruits and vegetables, and you're going to have fiber content to the roof and probably be in the bathroom for an hour. But, you know, again, carbs are, you know, they're not, you know, the enemy. They're not something to be afraid of. They're, you know, in my opinion, there's something to be, you know, mindful of in terms of anything. You don't, you know, you don't want to have too much fats. You probably don't want to have too much protein because we know, like, as we've discussed, you know, it can be really hard in your body and takes time and effort and stress to digest. Same thing with you don't want, you don't want to have too many carbs. And so I think, you know, a lot of the correlation is that processed carbs, again, right? Dirty, you know, dirty keto or lazy keto or, or dirty vegan is, you know, when we're thinking, we have to think of processed, non-processed, whole, complete, you know, full of minerals and vitamins and, you know, junk food, really junk food full of junk and chemicals and stuff that we don't know. And so balance and moderation matters. And that doesn't mean you have to eliminate a food group that is rich in vitamins and minerals and fiber and can help with your gut health, you know, again, but you know, what I see a lot of when people go on keto and they eliminate the carbs, they're eliminating all the junk carbs. So part of the thing that those complex fibers do is they actually scrub the intestinal walls. The amount of people that I see um, that have bowel toxicity, and I know we'll talk about gut ecology at some point. Mm -hmm. um, And so that's where our primary digestion happens. And if that, a lot of times that's like impacted or some of the sidewalls, we're not moving everything out of our system that we could. And so when you introduce some of like those whole grains, psyllium, clay, um, like all of those Fuck kale. Um, you've got like, your kale, not carbs. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to scrub those intestinal walls, keeping you moving, keeping you regular. And, and when you, and yes, it can cause some gases. And I know um, some very good friends of mine are, are on the carnivore diet. Um, they feel less bloated. They're less. And I'm like, okay, so the carcinogenous vegetables then are obviously causing some indigestion with you and you're having an adverse reaction. It's not an allergy. It's just an adverse reaction. You don't metabolize it the same We Maybe we stay away from those. Maybe that's the yeah. night shape. Totally cool. It right. doesn't cool. Not for me. <laughs> right. Totally fine. But I'm also looking at the fat content. And so if you're going to be having ribeyes three nights a week, I know you're getting more fat than you are protein. So it's not a carnivore diet. It's a fat diet. And we had that fat sugar war way back in the seventies, you know, Kool-Aid. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where our parents, our moms literally measured the sugar, poured it in and melted it. (laughs) Into our red dye 56. <laughs> and so there is, I mean, the, the fat's really lost. And sugar was better for you because it was in moderation. Sugar used to be a white class privilege. White cakes were reserved for weddings. White sugar was reserved for like the elite. It was, it was a very privileged thing to have and it's become something that is standard in all of our foods and power of influence right of marketing and media and how restaurants promote things and how we talk about things and how 
fitness gurus promoting their own books, their own recipes, their own programs of like, how can I make this the way that I want it to be? Right. So, so diet pop because pop came out, right? <laughs> diet pop was invented for diabetics. It was invented so that people with diabetes could sit at the table and enjoy a pop. But because it had the word diet on it, some like crazy housewife thought it was the next fad and pulled it off the shelf. And then, yeah, she cut her sugar out. So she lost a bunch of weight because she was drinking two liters of pop a day and she cut her sugar. So then all of a sudden it's the next diet fad and the companies realized that they had a marketing gold nugget and they fed into it. Well, the aspartame turns into wood alcohol in your system. Mm -hmm. That is then metabolized by nothing. <laughs> your, body, <laughs> your body holds that in your joints. It causes, so sorry. Okay. Um, it causes inflammation, it causes memory loss. It, like, it passes the brain barrier, which very few things do. Um, so the high fats really lost out. Well, then all of a sudden we're seeing a spike in epilepsy. We're seeing a spike in depression. We're seeing a spike. Yep. So many things because we've eliminated all the fats. And so now we have a pharmaceutical company that says, oh, wait, there's a gold nugget. Let's medicate them. So like, and you're, no, if you just took some omegas, I just, like, you know, and so, and, and that's, you know, that's just, it is that, you know, I believe that it's not an information problem. It's an over-information and an implementation. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to implement when there's so much stuff that's out there, right? You know, and so for the purpose and the direction of this video, it's, you know, like, carbs are not bad. No! You can eat carbs. You will be and okay. And in fact, they're going to give you way more energy. You're yep. going mm -hmm. to move your bowels. That's going to be cool. Like, you can take a really good shit instead of, like, <laughs> You know, like, so that you're not so full of shit every day. Yeah, right? You know, and so, yeah. and, you know, and keto is not the end all be all. Um, you know, a lot of people's initial, initial weight, um, you know, is water weight because carbs hold water. And so, you yeah. know, that's something to be mindful of. And it's all a total energy balance at the yes. end of the day. You know, it's a way to manage intake. And so, you know, it's, it's okay if you want to do keto. Like, like I said, I'm. If you want to do you're it, you're going to plateau on keto. And yeah. when you do plateau on keto, on keto, you're going to have to change your mindset yeah. around carbohydrates. And you're going to have to implement some of those optimal foods yeah. and then probably see a weight gain a little bit. And then your body, because your muscles are going to hold that glycogen that, and you're going to fill out again and your muscles burn more fat than just, you know, cardio. And so then you're going to start to lose again and you're going to be really defined. Yeah. And, you know, really. and being able to have a healthy relationship because I'm such a, I'm so passionate about people having a positive and healthy relationship with food and, you know, just 
not stop fear mongering, you know, people. And so like, again, if you want to do keto, that's great, but please, you know, be mindful and aware of fear mongering other people. Right. You know, and, and that's what I see a lot is that people are their first response of like, Oh, what's the diet that you're doing? What should I do? Cut your carbs. Don't eat sugar. Don't eat pasta. Don't eat bread. I'm like, you know what? Like you can be totally fucking fine and eat the things that you love and have a positive relationship with food and enjoy your food and still lose weight. And thousands of people do it. So it's completely possible. And, you know, and it's okay. And so I think that there's just, you know, with knowledge of knowing that you can be okay, you can lose weight without carbs, either way, either scenario, carbs or no carbs, you have to be in charge of up here and your perspective and your outlook of food and how you are perceiving food. And, you know, is there a codependency on it? What's the story you're telling yourself about it? Are you afraid of food? Do you think all food makes you fat? You know, where, where does these limiting beliefs and self-sabotage come from? Because a lot of people are not doing keto for life you know, that's just a fact. Yes, people are getting results from keto. Um, there's equally amount of people and, and more, I would wager that are getting success not from keto. But what can you do long term? Because this is the rest of your life. This is your health for the rest of your life. And so what are you going to enjoy? And you know, yeah. I that you need to love what you're doing. And so, you know, you do not have to, you do not have to restrict. And that, you know, again, for the purpose of this, like do keto, if you want to, that's great. You do not have to fear carbs. A lot of people do well on carbs. You can do low carb if you want to do carbs, but you don't need to be afraid of them and you don't need to eliminate them. Um, no. Nope. And there's not to get um, results. And really, if you are so narrow-minded that you only see one way to get to a goal, mm -hmm. I and you have no idea who your audience is. So when you're giving that feedback that oh you need to be cutting carbs and you know increasing your protein, you don't know if they have an underlying kidney issue. You don't know if they have an underlying liver issue. You don't know if they have a problem processing proteins. You don't know if they have a problem processing fats. You don't know if maybe they have some ethical beliefs around how animals are treated and slaughtered. You have an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you're going to tell the them worst advice you could give to a binge eater, remove more stuff. Yeah. Cause that's not going to, you know, make people want to have it more. Like we talked about at the very beginning of this video, right? You know, and yeah. so it's just, it's really, the you, thing you can't have. Yeah. You know, you and, we've, and we've emphasized this time and time again, it's, you know, a, it's a program of one it's a specialized indiv individualized program and coaching methodology of one of that individual where they're at, where they're struggling with to really coach them through the process and developing a better relationship with themselves, thus being able to have better habits and behaviors. Uh, I had a question come in. What does it mean when a label says low carb? Is this the same as reduced sugar on labels? <laughs> I'm going to leave it to you because your brain just went. <laughs> Low carb is, it's just a marketing gimmick to get to the demographic that is flooding to keto right now. And um, the low carb is reduced sugar. 100% it is reduced sugar. Or maybe they've taken a rice filler or they've taken like one of those, those fillers, starch carb, um, kind of less optimal choices out of their product. Mm -hmm. So when you've got, and I mean, even a lot of the multivitamins and things that you can get have rice sugars, um, gluten fillers in them, which actually makes them higher carb. 
So some of those gluten fillers will then be taken out. So we had the gluten-free craze, now we've got the keto craze, we had the sugar-free, we had the fat-free, we, we had all the, all the crazies. And, <laughs> and honestly, when they reduced the fat, they increased the sugar content. Yeah. Because it, it's not palatable. When you take the fat out of things, it's not palatable. We can't actually swallow it. So there are anti-gag additives in our foods so that we don't actually heave when we have it. And there's increased sugar so that we'll want to put it in our mouth. Do you want it more? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You're, I'm going to ask a very controversial question, so I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Uh-oh. I am addicted to carbs. It is a real addiction like cocaine. <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch on this. <laughs> okay. So um, I live with and know many addicts. And I can tell you, if you are addicted to cocaine, it looks nothing like being addicted to sugar. Um, I can't <laughs> I can agree with that. Not to say that carbs are not hard to resist sometimes. And, and we want them, we crave them because our bodies are looking and sometimes you haven't given your body enough nutrients for it to function. So it's looking for the shortest distance between two lines. So you're going to gravitate towards that food that is absorbed within 30 minutes because your body needs it to stay upright. It's because it's going to fall down. And, and so, and then the more you have of that, the more you're craving, the more you want. So, and it's just because, and evolutionary speaking, we go for the cow in the field over the hare in the forest. We are going for the easiest point between A and B. And our it's the easiest comfort, less stress. Yes. Yes. Our bodies, and we want to get the most amount of calories because we, we go into like the feast or famine all the time. And that's, that's, I mean, historically, I mean, in the last hundred years, I would say, you know, we've, we've been privileged that we have in North America um, experienced that. And, and so we're learning to live in abundance what a first world fucking problem yeah you're learning to manage abundance of food do you know like and i mean not to say it like i mean that's a first world problem so then how do we manage the abundance of and have what we want and what we need and sometimes this is groundbreaking what we need is not necessarily <laughs> what we want <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I need to save for retirement, but I want a speedboat. Yes. You know, like, I just, like, you know, like, what My I need. going, no! I know! <laughs> so, yes, I want the bag of potato chips, and I would like to be found in my own drool at the bottom of that bag of potato chips. But what I need is a fucking salad. I was going to say, eat a salad, man. Just eat a fucking yeah. salad. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I need, I need a salad with my black beans and my rice and my salsa and like, I need that salty, savory, and that's going to give me the vitamins and minerals and nutrients and the macronutrients 
all of that to sustain me through the day so that I don't crave uh, my addiction to carbs. There's, <laughs> there wow. isn't, and I do think, yes, there is a chemical reaction and our, our bodies want more of it, but okay, so you cut it for three days. Live through the three days of withdrawal. I can tell you it's nothing like detoxing from drugs. Yes. And if other people can do that, you can do sugar, bitch. And well, <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's the thing though, right? Is that, you know, um, I, and I say this from a place of love. And so, and I know mm -hmm. some people will be, will feel personally attacked and victimized by this, but so much of that is the story that we tell the story that we tell. I can't because I'm addicted. I can't because I can't give it up. I can't do this. I can't reach my goals because I have this problem. I have this stumbling block in my way. And I'm not taking away the fact that it's, it can be hard and it can be challenging because it definitely can. But in the same token, I don't, I, having been friends with people, same thing, having drug problems coming off of drug problems. I don't know that that's a fair, that's a fair comparison. Um, and again, it's hard. And I'm not disputing that. That's why I said, you know, it's a very controversial question. And I'm sure people, some people feel personally victimized and attacked. And I'm not saying that at all. Um, but, you know, there, there's conscious choice. There's conscious choice in things, right? And learning to, you know, to have the knowledge and have, you know, people help you through it and coach you through it and support you through it. You know, people that have been through it, you know, been through the other side. Like you said, you've worked with, with people that have drug addiction and getting them through the other side. You know, you probably have seen some of the worst of the worst situations. Um, you know, there's always a way, right? You know, and again, that's just, I'm, there's always a, there's always a solution. And I think people, Often we're so hard on ourselves and we underestimate ourselves and just what we're truly capable of, you know, when, when we really want it. When we really and want I think it. to have somebody help you unpack those meta programs that have been created through childhood, through adulthood, whatever, um, to have somebody unpack that, unpack habits, unpack self-talk and just say like, I can't do this. Okay. I am doing this yeah. for the next. 20 minutes and I had I think I had a bag of potato chips and I was just like I'm gonna because chips apparently are my vice chips and ice cream um and I was like yes that's right we're doing this at Marble Slab next time um but I had you know what I'm just gonna for today not have chips and tomorrow I'm gonna eat that bag yeah and and for me, like, and that to me wasn't a deprivation because I am going to have it. I'm just going to have it tomorrow. And, and I, like, it was just like a little mind game that I played with myself and, and I was struggling with carbohydrates and I had recently implemented complex carbohydrates, which blew my fucking mind. And <laughs> yeah, and it was like, no, no, we're going to keep this controlled in this portion because I was so afraid of them. So it was like, okay, you're, you're going to have a quarter cup. And I'm like, okay, really a full quarter cup. And some people are like only a quarter cup and I'm like, baby steps. <laughs> and, but it was, it was that binge. And, and I was, I was a binge and purge and then be anorexic for 30 days and then binge and purge and anorexia. And so it was a way to to help me break the cycle of the binging. Yeah. And, and so to have a coach actually work through that with you and unpack the programming, unpack the habits at two o'clock every day, I get a hankering for sugar. Okay. So I know that you can't do this, but what can you do yeah. instead of sugar? That's really powerful. And really yeah. reframe it. What can you do? 
you know, and I talk about this so much and I actually talked about this yesterday on my your coaching call, you know, being solution orientated. I'm like, you know, maybe this has happened or like, this is a situation. I feel like I can't do this. Okay. What can you do? What have you done? You know, I'm, I'm I teach very adamantly, you can count your wins every day because it's those small little things day by day by day, maybe not, you know, all week, just one day at a time of really focusing on what can you do? What can you shift? How can you pivot? What's the solution, right? You know, because um, again, you know, the, the less fear and stress that we give ourselves in our thoughts, the less stress and fear we have physically in our body and chemically in our body, as you've seen in the microscope, literally. Yeah. And to say like, I know what the end goal is here. Yeah. I know where I want to be, where I see myself, that optimal state that I'm going to be in. And I really don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know this is the next best step. This is, this is just like, okay, I can get up and I can do this. I know I'm not here yet and that's okay. And I think being okay and having somebody tell you that it's okay not to be here. What can you do as the next best step? And then, I mean, some people, I mean, I was trained in a way that says like everyone has the answers within themselves, which I call total horseshit. If, if I had everything within myself to be successful, I would never need to go to school. I would never need to like take more education or have thought provoking conversations and it would be stopping learning. I go to the experts so that I can have expert advice. Anyway. Yeah, no, you're like, we're always learning, we're always growing, right? You know, and I think that's just the benefit of, you know, being around like-minded people that are on the same similar path and journey, um, you know, working with a coach, working with a mentor, seeing what's possible, you know, particularly, again, you know, around carbs and the fear of food or fear of food in general, because there's, there's variations of people that are afraid of food, you know, seeing what's possible through other people and the results in, you know, the lifestyle that they're able to maintain and sustain. And again... <laughs> You know, as I said at the very beginning, if you want to do keto, that's great. That's on you. You know, have Adder. Um, you know, it's not the only way. It's a way of balancing energy. You know, and again, from a very chemical response um, and a stress response, it's it's not ideal long term. You know, it's it's hard on the body. And when you look at okay, um, we look at where we want to be, and maybe we plateau here. And if you are so convicted that keto is the only way you will stay plateaued you will get discouraged you will fall off the wagon and you'll be at the bottom of the bag of potato chips in your own drool and there is i mean that was someone else i promise um, <laughs> but if you're again open to learning open to the next best step maybe keto was a really good way to get you here yeah. now what's the next best step yeah. Because all carbohydrates, they're, they stimulate your hormones. They fill your muscle bellies. Your body breaks them down easier, actually. They yeah. are, they're easy energy for your body to get. So you're not making yourself work really hard. So there's so many benefits for losing weight, not in ketosis. But when we look at epilepsy, when we look at higher fat diets, when we look at ketosis and what the brain conducts, maybe that is for your specific condition, yeah. the best thing for you. But keep an open mind. It's a very narrow mind that can only spell a word one way yeah. and only takes one path through the forest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's just it. And when we look at all the methods, they're a method. They're balancing energy. That's all that it is. So, you know, find something that, you know, makes you feel your best. You actually love and enjoy and you feel fucking good. So yes. if you don't feel good, stop doing your diet. So yeah. find another way. There's, there's another way. And ketosis can make you feel really tired and really burnt out, especially if you have done it in a very non-optimal way and your clean fats are not at that ratio. And I, and I do know somebody um, who does keto and she, is a, and she is an athlete and she does very well and she manages her keto very well and she feels fantastic. Um, and again, you know, that's just um, her, she actually did flexible eating to get to most of her weight loss goals before going into keto, but she feels really good in the way that she does keto. So again, that's, you know, not to say that you can't do it. Um, yeah. but, you know, just be mindful of it's not the only way, it's not the only pathway or methodology. Um, yeah, I'm going to wrap up with one last question. Is hair loss normal with keto? Okay. Hair and fingernails are a byproduct of kidneys. Mm -hmm. And so when you are losing your hair, it is an indication that your kidneys are struggling. Your and a lot of stress. Calcium, magnesium, zinc, copper is related directly to that as well. So the micronutrients that you could be missing as a result of not having carbohydrates in your fruits and vegetables, because that's where we get those things, unless you are heavily supplementing, which is a whole nother call. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when you look at those those things, yes, hair loss can be a thing, but it's an indication that what you're doing is hurting. And it's, you know, I'm a firm believer, your, your body knows what to do, given the right environment and parameters to do it. And when something is off, it'll give you, it'll give you ways to know. That's why we experience pain and fatigue. Well, you know, and, and like stress and bad, in, bad digestion, anal, brittle nails, um, the color of our skin, joint pain, fatigue, brain fog, you know, urine, the way that your urine smells, when that starts, like, and you know, you got real, some real problems going on, right? You know, bad breath, you know, your body will give you indicators and signs. It's just a lot of time we're not listening. <clears throat> yeah. Listening. No. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Well, I don't know if there's any other questions on the, on the book of faces. Um, so. <laughs> They didn't join the back room. So if they have questions, maybe I'll, we'll address them later. <laughs> yeah. If you have any other questions, you know, related to carbs or keto, you know, please feel free to put them into the comment box below. Either myself or the amazing Joy will be happy to comment. Um, I hope this was, you know, if, if it was not hilarious as fuck, which I found it highly entertaining. Um, <laughs> it's highly entertaining. <laughs> you know, I hope you learned something and took, you know, if you take anything from this, you can do either. Carbs are not bad. Keto is not the end all be all. Do what you want, what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, you know, and, and really listen and pay attention to your body and how it's responding. Cause it, you know, like I said, it'll, it'll tell you how you feel. It'll give you responses and symptoms or side effects, if, good and bad. And if you're losing hair, stop dieting and please go see a doctor. Probably a problem. Yes, there's probably a problem, you know, and so. Yeah. You know, while food, I truly believe, can be a medicine, um, you know, it, it also is a giant cause of a lot of shit that we do to our bodies as well, too, you know, and so. Manufactured food. Yes. 
yes, manufactured food, you know, so while I am always going to say, you know, quantity matters in terms of weight loss, but quality 100% matters, you know, what you are eating, uh, you know, again, that's why I'll always take the stance of, you know, 80-20, 80% whole foods, optimal foods that make you feel fantastic, loaded with all the great stuff, you know, and 20% flexibility to have the stuff that you love, so that you don't feel restricted and you know, that you don't feel deprived. You don't stress yourself out causing more cortisol spikes, impacting your hormones. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there's another, and also put this out into the Facebook land as well. You know, if there's another topic that you would, you know, like to hear us discuss on, um, you know, again, you know, Joy has a lot of very science, cellular, in-depth knowledge and know-how, which is why she's somebody that I love to connect with and have these types of discussions with. Um, you know, digestion, I know we're going to go, I would love to have another call on. Again, you know, it is probably one of the most single most important things in the body that people are missing out on next to sleep um so you know that but if there is a topic that you're curious on want to know more on want to be educated on or confused on or want you know something to be clarified you know drop the topic into the comment box below we're happy to look at it and schedule another call and just provide more value and education for everybody that's watching and listening into the book of Pisces. fuck yeah Oh, okay, so we are now, I believe we have stopped live streaming on Facebook. Um, I'm just going to thank, you know, Maria and Monique for jumping in onto the Zoom. Um, I know there was a bunch of people watching on Facebook, but thank you guys for jumping into this call. If you guys have any last questions, you guys can unmute yourself or unvideo yourself. Totally up to you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah Dustin, thanks, Dustin, for reading our Facebook comments. So, and then um, otherwise, I will stop the recording.